Dear friends in Christ, welcome to this podcast from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. All Saints is a loving, welcoming parish serving Southeast Portland for over a century. Our purpose is to celebrate God's love, seek and serve Christ in all persons, and go forth into the world rejoicing in the power of the Spirit. Today, we invite you to join the Reverend Andrea Skornick as she preaches the gospel and explores the mysteries of God in our modern world. This last week, I was listening to a story on the radio about a restaurant somewhere on the East Coast. The owner was recounting all of the things that they went through during the pandemic, setting up a takeout window so they could serve pizza and hoagies, and the way that he and his team really pushed to make it through. But now, with costs rising, customers feeling that same strain coming in less, he was having to think seriously about closing. With emotion in his voice, he said, it's like we survived the pandemic only to come to this. I see a parallel disappointment and sadness in the wake of the shooting in Buffalo. After the racial reckoning that began two years ago this month, to see racially motivated violence increase is so discouraging. And all the while, social media platforms continue to amplify aggressive fringes. That 7% on either end of the spectrum, leaving the rest of us what is being called the exhausted majority, constantly exposed to their toxicity. In the passage we just read from John, Jesus talks about hearts that are troubled and afraid. As I was reading this, I thought, what an apt description of where so many people are at today. Not that we are feeling that way all the time, but there's a lot to be troubled about. This passage in John is part of what's classified as the farewell discourses. And they are named for Jesus doing just that. In them, he is saying goodbye to his disciples, preparing them for his death and to continue in his ministry. Now just think what that might have been like for them. He occupies this huge space in their lives. They had left everything they knew to follow him. And up to this point, they have been looking to him for everything. He is the source of their nurturing and guidance. A dear friend like family. And now he's going away. What Jesus says to comfort them in this moment is so good. He says, peace I leave with you. My own peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. In other words, Jesus is telling them, you don't have to be afraid. He's not saying that there aren't reasons to be afraid. There are. The community that John is writing to here was being persecuted. And these very disciples to whom Jesus speaks would become apostles and 
later killed for their faith. The road ahead is hard for him, for them, for the community of his followers that would come after. Yet even with all of that, what he's saying is though there are reasons to be afraid, you don't have to. You don't have to go through life with that orientation. So do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not let them be afraid. Jesus also says that he is giving them his peace, which he says is different than the world's peace. The world's peace is when everything is right in the world. The world's peace comes through privilege. The world's peace is the absence of conflict. But the peace of Jesus... This is the peace that can be found in the middle of the storm. It is access to God's presence at any time. It's what happens when we look to the Holy Spirit, which we say is God within us, and what Jesus talks about giving his disciples when he's gone. It's also a peace that comes from acceptance. We try to control and to fix things. We strive to make things work. But notice that Jesus didn't do that. He was a true savior, and yet he didn't have a savior complex. He didn't come to fix the world, but to love it and to teach us to love each other better. Jesus gave his all. He gave everything, but without anxiety and strain, He shows us how to love and to give our all, and also to accept that we are not in control and release our worry. Because as he taught, our worrying over a problem isn't going to make it better, but coming to it from a place of Jesus' peace can. As I think about the many hearts that I see that are troubled and afraid, And also think about this passage. I believe what Jesus would say to us is, yes, that's all out there. But you, my followers, you are going to go through it in a different way. Because God has given us a different orientation, a different way of being, even as we go through life's challenges. Or as Paul says in 2 Timothy, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. The Holy Spirit God has promised is within us. We have this holy power and presence available to us at all times. We can look to it, let it be there for us when we are worried or afraid. Let it help us see our situation as God sees it, which is to see things very differently. This is something that people who are Christians and who are Americans need to remember, especially right now. In this last week with the shooting in Buffalo, we've been hearing more about the idea of replacement theory, which is a concern about non-whites replacing the white majority. Despite the violent expressions that we've seen 
in Buffalo and Charlottesville, we also need to see that this is coming from a place of real fear. While these are extreme examples, we know that our country is changing in terms of demographics. Change can be scary for people, no matter what it is. And given the way that this country treats the non-dominant class, one could see why becoming the non-dominant class might be scary. But I believe that God would have us look at this not with fear, but with abundance, to see that there is a place for everyone. There is enough for everyone. There is a role for everyone in bringing about God's world of shalom, of justice and healing and true peace. Our becoming more diverse is actually what is dreamed about in the book of Revelation. This morning we read about all the nations coming together. It's spoken of in the prophetic books of Hebrew scripture. So we can look at the way we are changing and see the beauty of God's image coming through in ways that it's currently missing. Because our core belief is that every person is made in the image of God. I love what Adam Russell Taylor wrote in an article this last week, contrasting the great replacement theory with the great commandment. He writes, the great replacement theory draws on the worst of our nation's history, falsely implying that non-white people are threats to our nation's future. But the great commandment offers the best of our civic and religious values, reminding us that we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. It lends itself to a moral vision of multiracial democracy in which everyone regardless of race, ethnicity, and religion, is equally valued. Taylor calls Christians to reject replacement theory and embrace the alternative vision of the beloved community, where everyone is equally valued, and our growing diversity is indeed our nation's greatest superpower, not its greatest weakness. This is the kind of reframing that I believe Jesus was talking about. And we can do this whenever and wherever we notice fear creeping up and distorting our vision. This morning, if there are things that we are troubled about or where we are afraid, know that it's okay. But also that we don't have to stay there. The Spirit of God the spirit that God has given us is one of power and of love and of peace in our hearts and our minds. The peace of Jesus, which is a peace that is always going to be there for us and will never leave us. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast offering from All Saints Episcopal Church in Portland. For more resources from All Saints or to support this or our many other outreach ministries, please visit allsaintspdx.org.